Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Accumulus Station. Now, 1045 The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is The Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. Presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. Straight up, 6 o'clock by my watch means it's time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us. My name is Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. You can follow me there. Ryan Albany's behind the glass spinning the dials radio style for me tonight. You can reach me at 615-737-1045. That's 737-1045. You didn't get out. What you wanted to say maybe over the course of the day about the biggest news here in Nashville, you have that opportunity now. I have other things I can talk about afterwards, but I'll also take your phone calls on this topic. I'm going to play some audio for you here in this first segment, but let me open up with this. Only six players have had their jersey number retired by the Oilers-Titans franchise. Jim Norton's 43. Elvin Bethea, 65, Earl Campbell's 34, Mike Munchak, 63, Bruce Matthews, 74, and Warren Moon's number one. So to say that this is a big deal today in the city of Nashville and for this organization would be a vast understatement. When playing together, these two gentlemen were 80 and 48, which ranked third in the league during that span. They went to four playoffs together. They won a pair of division titles appeared in two AFC championship games, and, of course, Super Bowl thirty-four. Those two gentlemen, the late, great Steve McNair and Eddie George, their number nine and number 27, were retired by the Titans organization today, announced by Amy Adams Strunk. Let me give you some stats. Steve McNair, 31,304 passing yards, 174 touchdowns, 20 game-winning drives, just three behind the franchise record of Warren Moon. He was the third overall pick out of Alcorn State in 95, played 11 of his 13 seasons with Tennessee, the final two in Baltimore, was the Walter Payton Award winner for the Titans in 05. Unbelievable in the community, as you know. The Steve McNair Foundation was tremendous. He was a four-time Pro Bowler and co-MVP of the NFL in 2003 with Peyton Manning. He was the first black quarterback ever to be named MVP of the league. And then, after selecting him in 95 out of Alcorn State, the very next year, the Titans selected Eddie George out of Ohio State with the number 14 pick. And what did he do? He rushed for 10,441 yards, over 1,000 more than Earl Campbell did. 12,153 scrimmage yards. Never missed a game in 128 starts in the league. Hit the 1,000 mark seven times. Also a four-time Pro Bowler. Had 36 100-yard game, yard games, and the Titans were 30-6 and six in those ball games. 
in 2000, eclipsed 1,500 yards and scored 16 touchdowns, a 13-3 and record for Tennessee that year. Hit 1,300 at least four times. Only six players, this from Jim Wyatt, my good pal, only six players who played at least six seasons averaged more rushing yards than Eddie George. Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Curtis Martin, LaDainian Tomlinson, and Emmett Smith. And only Tomlinson, Eric Dickerson, and Eddie George hit 1,200 or more in each of their first five seasons. Ladies and gentlemen, these are remarkable numbers for both of these men. And so this was a long time coming. You've heard it all day on this radio station. These two men are so beloved by this community. Only one of them, and that's the saddest part about this whole thing, is still with us. But both of them will live forever in the Music City for what they meant, both in the community and certainly on the football field. So we're going to play some audio for you here. First, here is Eddie George's opening statement today as he talks about what an honor this was. Uh, thank you guys for coming out, Amy. Thank you for this uh, incredible honor. Um, it really came unexpected for me. Um, I really didn't have a, a chance to, um, I guess, say goodbye to the game of football the way I wanted to uh, about 15 years ago. So this is a huge honor. Um, to have my jersey retired because, like you said, a lot of people don't have, a lot of players don't have a chance to have their, their numbers retired in this regard. And um, for you to do this, considering that you have to be in the Hall of Fame to get it retired, is a huge honor for me and my family. Um, I know it means a lot to my wife, my sons, to, uh, to be here because they are my biggest fans of all. Um, but also to uh, have it retired with my partner in crime, Steve McNair, um, also means a lot. And uh, we were always linked at the hip um, during our playing careers. We've been through a lot of wars together, both on and off the football field. And to, uh, to go down this day in history, um, to have our jerseys retired on the same day is huge for us. Um, thank, I'd like to thank the Titans Nation, thanks uh, the, the fans for their support. Um, just the journey to get here from Houston to to Nashville and all that had to go, all the things we had to go through with that is, is just been tremendous um, to, to get here today. So um, that's thank you so much. I can't wait for the 15th. Um, it should be an exciting time. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. That, those are the words of Eddie George from earlier today. He mentioned it here, but there's a little bit more about what this meant to him to have his jersey retired on the same day as you heard him call him his partner in crime, both on and off the field, his great friend, the late Steve McNair. Here's what Eddie George had to say about that specifically. I couldn't imagine um, having a day like this or my jersey retired by itself. It has to be with Steve. If you, if you notice, it's nines, two nines actually, because two plus seven equals nine. And the nines always repeat itself, you know, no matter how you add it up, it always repeats itself. So it's, uh, it's totally appropriate, you know, um, to, to have us going together because I was, I was there, you know, um, to see his, the maturation process for Steve and vice versa. And uh, the times that we've shared um, both on and off the football field were equally as important. Um, the men that we've become are 
and I, I, I'm still becoming. Um, he had a, a great deal in, into that into that process, you know, in terms of uh, his leadership, um, the, his friendship, um, the, the conversations that we've, we've shared um, over the years um, while he was living uh, were, were were priceless, and uh, the. the to have this is uh, truly an honor, and it came really at a time when it was completely unexpected. wasn't looking for it, wasn't expecting it, uh, but certainly um, it means a lot in this regard to uh, be recognized this way. So we had a lot of guests on the station talking about this, in addition, of course, to all of us behind the mic. We have Mike Keith. I want you to hear from him here in just a moment. But first, I want you to hear from Coach Mack. Coach Dave McGinnis, who was on with 3HL a couple of hours ago, our good pal, and he was talking about what it was like just to be around these two guys, Steve McNair and Eddie George, and what they meant to him and to the organization. Here's Coach Mack. I've been doing this for 34 years in this league. I was so blessed. I mean, I coached six Hall of Famers. I've been around greatness as players, coaches. I mean, just all of that within the National Football League. Those two guys are iconic throughout the league. And, and, and today, to have both of those numbers retired together, you know, first of all, Amy Adams Strunk is the best. Yep. The yep. best. I mean, she totally gets it, and she is so immersed in this. I mean, I look, as a head coach and as a fan, that is the type of ownership that you want. But to see Eddie up there today with his family and to know that they were going to retire, he and Steve together, I mean, it really, I mean, it just, it, it, it puts a catch in your throat. It really does. And, and when you, when every time I'm around Eddie and, and get a big hug, you know, I just there's special, special guys that come around in this league just every so often. And what you need to be able to do as a fan and just as a coach too is sometimes step back and really take a deep breath and and soak it in and learn how to appreciate it. Because when it's there on top of you and you're doing it every week. It becomes like, well, you know what? Here's just another game to play, another game to play, another game to play, right. another game to win, another season passes. But when you really step back to take it in, you realize that you were around and involved with somebody and some people that were really special. That's Coach Mack on those two guys. And he mentioned Amy Adams Strunk. And, of course, she delivered quite a statement earlier today in her own right. But she... I think everybody has actually talked about her today, and she's made some really interesting moves recently that I, I think speak really well to her character and to her ability to lead at a time where there are a lot of question marks on the field about what we're going to see in the fall. And honestly, before this happened, that was where I was headed today. And so I had to sort of move that topic along because Amy Adams Strunk came up with something even better. And so sometimes you just have to stop what you're doing and look in a different direction. But you heard Mac right there talking about Amy Adams Strunk and said she's the best. Well, here's Eddie George as he also had thoughts on Amy Adams Strunk. I miss him all the time. Uh, our organization misses him. Uh, this town misses him. Obviously, his family misses him uh, much more than any of us possibly could. Uh, it's, a, it's still a tragedy. And, you know, nothing about what happened overshadows the fact that he's just not here. Yeah. 
You know, I know there was a lot of conversation last summer on a podcast about what happened or what didn't happen or whatever, but that doesn't, I mean, whatever that is, it doesn't change that he's just not here and he should be here. And it, it hurts. It, it truly, truly hurts that he's not able to enjoy what he worked so hard for because the, the magic of seeing this moment, I mean, Eddie George was so deeply touched today. This is a Heisman Trophy winner. This is a guy who has his number retired at one of the great college football programs in America. This is a guy who's won honors. This is a guy who, I mean, he's a star. Eddie George is a star anywhere he goes. And he is humbled by this today. And he's humbled by the outpouring towards him from people. But you said it earlier, Mickey. He put it in. I I mean, he put it in to so many people, and the love that he's getting back now, it is so wonderful to see that happening. It breaks my heart the same thing isn't going on for Steve McNair at this moment. That was Mike Keith actually talking about just how tough it is for this to happen and Steve McNair not to be here to see the honor, although I think there's a good chance that he saw it from somewhere else. And how difficult that that was. And I'm sure there are a lot of folks that that share in that thought process as well. Now, here is what I was actually referencing. Here is Eddie George on Amy Adams Strunk, who certainly did herself a lot of favors. And she's been doing a lot of favors for herself over the last couple of years. And being very outspoken in the process, making decisions that some others might. Being the one female owner in the league to, to draft Jeffrey Simmons. And what that represents and the level of trust that that represents to him meant so much to him. He broke into tears during his introductory press conference with her sitting right next door to him, basically. But here is Eddie George now with his number 27 retired for all time talking about Amy Adams Strong. She's a fantastic woman. And for her to reach out to me and really didn't have to do this at all to honor Steve and myself speaks volumes. So it's truly um, a family here with the Tennessee Titans that 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 logo means a lot you know not just about football it's about family and uh, she's really is going above and beyond the call of duty to to make that happen so so that's Eddie George on Amy Adams Strunk so Steve McNair is nine Eddie George is 27 will never be worn again they are retired by the organization becoming the seventh and eighth jersey numbers to be retired by the Oilers Titans franchise congratulations to both of them as they earned it, both with what they did on the field and the way that they handled themselves in the community off it. Two legends, two guys that will never be forgotten, two guys who just cast an incredibly bright light on Nashville in terms of what a sports community this could be and how it can sometimes actually transcend the chalk on the field and the touchdowns being scored, as many as there were for both of them, just what they meant to the fabric of this community. Now, I know that 3HL opened up the phones and there were stories being told all day long about encounters with these two guys. And if you have those stories and weren't able to get through, you can call me at 615-737-1045 right now, 737-1045, and you can talk about that if you weren't able to get that out. But I'm going to ask, a it's a different question, and it's not one where I'm trying to get vitriol in any respect. But these are just two remarkable players in Eddie George and Steve McNair, both in the Titans-Oilers Hall of Fame since 08. 
So now I ask you the question that it has to be asked. Should Eddie George, should Steve McNair be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I imagine the vast majority of people that might call to talk about that question will say yes. And so I say this, don't call me and say yes. Tell me why. And if there's a personal reason for that in your life, then that's cool too. 615-737-1045. Also, Kevin Durant and his injury, as we finally know what's going on there. There's a lot of stuff happening in sports, but I will talk about McNair and Eddie all night if that's what you want to do. We'll be right back. Big Five, The Zone. Welcome back. Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. I don't know if Ryan Albanese knew what he was doing here or not. Play Silverchair back. Anthem for the year 2000. 2000 was a pretty good year for Eddie George and Steve McNair, whose numbers were retired today by the Titans organization, announced by Amy Adams Strunk. I told you, Kevin Durant, there's a lot of stuff that I can talk about tonight, a lot of things that I have in the hopper. But if you want to talk, if you have memories, if you have thoughts on Mac, or if you have thoughts on Eddie George, I'll take them. If you had any encounters with him and weren't able to get through earlier, then you have that opportunity until the until the top of the hour, certainly. And I asked the question that with both of them certainly in the Titans Hall of Fame since 2008 in the Ring of Honor, should they, one or both of them, be in the NFL, the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Eddie George and Steve McNair and said, I know most of you are going to say yes. The vast majority of you will say yes. I want to know why if you call with that take. And we've got a couple of callers already. 615-737-1045 if you want to join. Adam in Portland is up first. Adam, what's up? Jason, you'll never find a bigger fan than me, man. I do have a question, but I'll say, uh, bouncing off your last question, Eddie, as a, as a biased NFL fan, I don't think Eddie makes it. In my opinion, because he he has he has a decent pedigree. I don't like really like the way his career ended, and he had a lot of people around him when he was uh, at the peak of his game. So I would say no to him, Steve. Just because I can still remember graphics uh, CBS putting up years ago uh, with Steve McNair showing every injury he dealt with, and look at the situation we're in today, man. With Marcus, nobody in Tennessee could trust that Marcus will be on the field. This guy, I mean, and I'm not to say that, uh, not to, to dog on his injuries or anything, but Steve had injuries, man. Mm-hmm. He was getting shots in his back and stuff the day before games, like not telling people about it, just ending up in hospitals and getting shots and just to be able to limp on the field and play. And that dude was just stout every week. And, you know, you could count on him as a fan, as a, you know, somebody who just loves seeing, you know, the true character of a person. You could count on Steve McNair. So I say absolutely his character, his body of work, his, with the body he had, being able to put that together, I would say absolutely put him in. My question for you mm-hmm. is why did it take them 12 years to retire his number? Uh, I, I just I love the guy. He's the, he's the best guy. If you ever look in any online you know, fans you know, smack talking each other, nobody ever has anything bad to say about Steve McNair. You could say plenty about a lot of other Titans, but never Steve McNair. So I wonder why it took so long to retire him. I think that's a really good question and a really good phone call. Well-reasoned. 
And that's really what I wanted was if you think they're Hall of Famers, one or both, tell me why. And if you think one might not get in or one shouldn't get in, why not? Steven there is beloved because of all of what he did in the community. The fact that what you said right there about Mariota's injuries and not casting light on them or acting like they're nothing. But what did everyone know Steve McNair for? He was a warrior. He was out there infirmed all the time. I was watching Kevon Looney in game four of the NBA Finals on Monday night, grimacing in utter pain, agony, unable to raise his arm. His right arm was basically useless. It stayed at his waist. He could not raise it up to do anything. Doctors had told him, look, What's wrong with you can't get worse. It's just how much pain can you withstand? And he's out there in misery. And nobody's even talking about Kevon Looney because of what happened to Durant. And rightfully so, but Looney's out there just giving it everything he's got when he really has no business being out there at all. Just giving him anything. Just fighting to be there on the court. And you could really say the same thing for Durant even attempting to be out there in the condition that he was in. And you think about Looney and the pain he was in, just stop and consider the misery a lot of times that Steve McNair was in on the field while he was gutting it out and not just playing, but playing at a high level and winning football games and carrying guys and motivating guys and being a true leader. I think that's why he's so beloved here. As to why it took so long, I don't know the answer to that question. But I can tell you better late than never. We've got plenty of calls here. Frankie in Hendersonville, we'll go to you next. Frankie, what say you? Hey, brother. Well, I think you touched on a comment right there where you say, that's why Steve is so beloved here. And I think that is the point. He is beloved here, and he earned that, and he should be. However, I think the emotion gets the best of us when we talk about Hall of Fame. And when you look at some of the lists, and uh, Bleach Report has done a, a thing on this on the quarterbacks, and NFL.com just did a thing recently about the running backs, and our guys just aren't in the top ten, and, and that's realistic. You look at the quarterback, Kenny Stabler's not in there. Uh, you can go down the list. You look at the running backs, you still got Billy Sims, and, and the list goes on and on, especially in the running back situation, and, and our boy's not even, I think, in the, in the top ten. Um, I'll, I'll give you just a couple names real quick of, of running backs that are not in the Hall of Fame. Bo Jackson, Terrell Davis, mm-hmm. Roger Craig, Billy Sims, Otis Anderson, Ricky Waters, Herschel Walker. It's a competitive list, so I know we're dealing on emotion, but at the end of the day, I don't think our guys quite get in there on the on the national well, let me ask Let me ask you this question real quick about McNair yeah. in particular, because one question that we're going to be asking in the coming couple of years is whether or not Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer and whether or not Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Both of them kind of tied together because of the trade. Eli won a couple of Super Bowls, but I think Phillip Rivers was a more talented quarterback than Eli Manning was. I don't know that Phillip Rivers wins wins the two Super Bowls in New York or not, but I think one litmus test is were they ever top five at their position in any given season? And I think McNair being a co-MVP the year with Peyton Manning that might be able to put him potentially on that list. Would you say Steve McNair would go in before Eli and or Phillip Rivers? Uh, well, you know, there's always going to be variables. The, you know, the one thing that you did mention right there is the Super Bowls are going to really accelerate mm-hmm. you because at the end of the day, 
it's you got to win the rings, and 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 if you don't win the rings, you better really have a body of work that's going to be just almost uh, speaks for itself. So to answer your question, Eli has those rings. Does Philip Rivers have those rings? I mean, uh, he's had talent around him, and the fact that Philip Philip does not have those rings is going to hurt him. So I say to answer all your questions, Philip uh, Rivers is probably not going to make the Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, Eli will make it because he has the rings and he has the body of work. And as far as uh, McNair with being top five of your position, that sounds wonderful. But there's guys that uh, that are going to have to get in before him. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, if, 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 wait a second. If you, just because you mentioned that, because I, I like what you're saying here, McNair, let's say they win the Super Bowl against the Rams. Does that change your opinion? I think it does help. It does help them on okay. the national on the national stage. Um, I just don't know if the body of work. I think we're emotional when we talk about Steve McNair. No doubt. We should be, and uh, and it hurts me to say that maybe he's on the outside. But you you know I'm looking at Ken Stabler. Um, there was a quarterback way back in the day, Chris Connerly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know it's a tough list, and now as guys as we see these quarterbacks uh, of this generation come in, it's going to be very tough for our guy. But it, but whether he is or whether he isn't, it doesn't take away from what everything we're saying. He can be our leader, uh, whether he's in the National Football Hall of Fame or not. Uh, he can still be our guy. Amen. Well said. That's an excellent call from Frankie. Nick, Jerry, Royce, that one went a little longer than expected, so we will take your phone calls. Hang with us. I'll start with Nick, then we'll get through Jerry and Royce. Anybody else with thoughts, 615-737-1045 is how you join me tonight. 737-1045. If you did not hear the big news today, Steve McNair, Eddie George, the number 9 and number 27 retired by the Titans organization. The question that I'm asking, it's a different question. It is one or both. Are they pro football Hall of Famers in your mind and why? Those three phone calls, Nick, Jerry, and Royce will lead us off next. Big Six here on a Wednesday on 104.5 The Zone. Ash Golf Classic. Welcome back on a celebratory Wednesday for two Titans legends. This is the Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. We're brought to you by Renters Warehouse, dedicated to helping homeowners benefit from the rental boom by renting their homes the easy way. Renters Warehouse, you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. Steve McNair, Eddie George, number nine, number 27, retired by the Titans organization, becoming the seventh and eighth numbers in franchise history. That includes the Oilers as well as the Titans, to have their numbers retired and well-deserved. So the question that I asked was one or two, one or both, are they Hall of Famers in pro football? I know they're Hall of Famers in your heart. I know they're Hall of Famers for this organization. And I think a lot of folks are going to say yes, but I want to hear why or why not in some cases. I said we get some phone calls, 615-737-1045. That's 737-1045. To join me, let's go to Nick in Bowling Green first here in this segment. Nick, what's up, man? Hey, Jay Mark. Let me just say first, uh, appreciate everything you're about. Appreciate the humility you, you approach everything with. It's a lot different than a lot of sports media you have out there, and sharing your faith is what it's all about. So I wanted to say that first. Enjoy, enjoy your take. Glad you got the call. Uh, on to the question, I would just say, look, we all love these guys, all Titans fans. These guys are warriors. They're unbelievable players. Uh, and 
overall, they just don't make the cut for the for the Hall of Fame. They are both of those guys are in, incredible players, but when you they're just right at that cusp. And and we've got to still treat the Hall of Fame as what it is a special, incredible honor for just a select few, the best of the best of the best. And those guys are, are some of the best, but they just don't make that that cut for the very elite pro football Hall of Fame criteria. And so, you know, as much as I love those guys, as much as all of us Titans fans love those guys, even the guy before who said Eddie George had a cast around him, that's no way. Everybody knew Eddie George was going to run the ball, and he still ran it down your throat anyways. But but overall, a guy averaging under four yards of carry is just not going to, not going to get in to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It doesn't take away, like the last caller said, anything that those guys did. But all of us have to not, you know, be the – 20 year plus fan base and realize those guys just just aren't going to make the cut and doesn't take anything away from who or what they mean to all of us well said some excellent calls and some nuance here and some free thinking and fair thinking not everything can be built on emotions that was great from nick and nick and bowling green i'll give you eddie george and steve mcnair's numbers again here momentarily we will continue with the phone calls now jerry is in goodlettsville this evening jerry how are you Hey, doing good. Um, I would make the argument that Eddie probably has a better shot. And you opened your program with most of the argument in terms of 1,500-yard games, 1,000-yard games. And to me, the most compelling argument of why he should get in over maybe some of the people on the list from a prior caller, names that we would recognize, is that he didn't miss a game. And how many running backs in NFL history with the statistics that he did put up uh, can say that they didn't miss a game? As it relates to McNair, I think you have to look at something beyond the statistics, and it's the intangibles. Okay, we can all certainly appreciate that he was a co-MVP, the first black uh, quarterback to achieve that honor. But the toughness, Steve was a throwback guy. He reminds me of the older players in the 60s and 70s, and you'd see these guys coming off the field with blood all over the front of their jerseys, and it didn't matter. Whatever was going on, however beat up they were, they were out there and they were leading the team. So in his regard, you have to look at the toughness above and beyond and then factor in the statistics. I think it's a harder argument, but I think it's still an argument worth making. Another excellent call. This, you know, there are shows that open up the phones as a crutch. They do it so that the hosts don't have to talk. We aren't guilty of that here on this radio station. And I don't take calls all the time. But there are some times when I really do want to hear from you. And I love it when it pays off. And today it certainly has, as all of you are, are really thinking through this well. Let's go to Royce in Portland next. Royce, how are you? How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. So so I, I have an argument, and, and I would say both of these guys are definitely on the cusp of being Hall of Famers, but I think we have to have some, we have to have some, um, we have to look at the situation. So so the Tennessee Titans under Jeff Fisher, who I was a fan of, we were a run first team. Mm-hmm. We played, we had a great defense. We didn't really play a wide open style offense like they may have done in Indianapolis, right? So right. we have to take that into account when we talk about Steve McNair. I'll bet if you look at Steve McNair's numbers, and I did this some years ago, his numbers are almost exactly the same as Troy Aikman, except for he has a better winning percentage by a pretty good bit. Um, 
But obviously, Troy Aikman won three Super Bowls, and that's really pretty much the difference, I guess, when it comes down to it. Their completion percentage was almost the same. Steve actually has a better touchdown-to-interception ratio. He passed for just as many yards, but it's almost like saying, hey, if, if, if Kevin Dyson got in from, on that, from the one-yard line, maybe he's a Hall of Famer. But when you look at how little we actually threw the ball, um, we didn't give him a chance to put up some of those big numbers. Um, I heard you talking earlier about um, Philip Rivers, I think it was, and Eli Manning. Yep. And we're, we're just in a different day now. Those numbers, and as time goes on, the, the numbers for people like Steve McNair um, don't age well. Mm-hmm. But like your previous caller said, the intangibles are there. And I think that his winning mentality, I think he was like 30 games over 500. His, his, his numbers are comparable to other people in his era that did make the Hall of Fame. But we didn't win the Super Bowl, so that may be the argument that keeps him out. But I think he definitely was a Hall of Fame player in my mind, even though he might just be right there on the cusp. Um, one other thing, I do believe Terrell Davis did get in the Hall of Fame. I think I heard yeah. somebody say he did not. Yeah, he he did. is a Hall of Famer, um, and it's just because of the Super Bowl once again. Yeah, so what about Eddie? Do you have anything on Eddie? So the thing about Eddie George, I feel like Eddie George, Eddie, you know what? You remember when we lost that Super Bowl, Eddie George had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I, I saw him run. I, I saw him get a two-yard touchdown run that, that anybody else may not have gotten in the end zone on. Um, I feel like that he's just like McNair. He's right there. And I know I'm biased. I put him in. But um, once again, the numbers don't age as well. And I know he only averaged 3.7, 3.8 yards to carry for his career. But that's something to be said when we didn't have an offense that was wide open. He had to get three, he had to get three or four yards every time when they stacked the line of scrimmage, and he still got it. So, so to me, uh, uh, both of these guys in a different system may have had bigger numbers, but I think they would have been Hall of Famers um, if they had those opportunities. Just add it to the list. Some Hall of Fame calls coming through. We've got Jeff. We've got Tarekis. We've got Chad. We will get to all of you after the break. If you heard your name just said, we'll definitely start with you coming back. 615-737-1045. My question on the day that 9 and 27 were retired and deservedly so, beyond deservedly so, by this organization, by the Titans organization, as announced by controlling owner Amy Adams Strunk, do you think that they're pro football Hall of Famers, one or both? And why? We continue next. Big Six. TheZone.com. Awesome. Final segment of the show tonight here on the Big Six. 104.5 The Zone brought to you by Renner's Warehouse. Dedicated to making renting your home easy, fast, and worry-free. Renner's Warehouse. You can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. We'll take more of your phone calls here in just a second. Quick plug for the Big Six blog. I wrote this about an hour ago. Didn't get to the story today. We'll talk about it tomorrow as I'm sure we'll be previewing the big game six tomorrow night at Oracle Arena. It's now official. Ruptured Achilles for Kevin Durant. Surgery today in New York. So now the rehab process begins. The latest thing that I have written to the Big Six blog, you can find that 1045thezone.com slash Big Six blog. I tweeted it out from my account at jmartzone about an hour ago when I published it. Playing the blame game is futility at its worst. It's always who is to blame for what just happened. And it's always on limited information, and it's knee-jerk reactions, and it's people trying to be first rather than actually getting it right. An interesting article there, I would say, at least. I put some work into it. You can read it there at the Big Six blog. And we'll talk more about Kevin Durant, certainly, and about Warriors Raptors tomorrow. But tonight, 
It has all been about Nashville. It's all been about the Tennessee Titans. Steve McNair, Eddie George, the numbers 9 and 27, never to be worn again by anybody in this franchise, retired by the Titans organization, announced by controlling owner Amy Adams Strunk a little bit earlier on today. And so we've been taking your phone calls as to whether or not one or both of those guys should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the calls have been outstanding. So a little bit of a high bar here. Let's see how Jeff and Dixon does. Jeff, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, so a lot of what I was going to talk about has already been uh, been touched on by previous callers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go more of a emotional route here. Uh, when the Titans first moved to Nashville, they became the Titans, and they opened the stadium up. I was in, you know, I was in the stadium with my dad. I was eight years old, and uh, I had a Steve McNair jersey on. And uh, from an early age, I kind of viewed those guys. Uh, Steve and Eddie particularly as being uh, superheroes. You know, they, they were superhuman. They paved the way for uh, the Titans and pro football in Nashville. They were the two marketable players, uh, just iconic players that have really built uh, this franchise into what it is today. And so while they probably won't ever get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you know, I think it's nice that we're retiring their numbers, but I'd like to take it a step further and see uh, Miss Amy even build a statue or uh, some kind of a monument uh, just to commemorate how big of an impact they've had on this, this franchise and this city as a whole. I think that's that's well said. I know we've got another caller that may have something similar here. We'll take him in a second, but let me tell you just how iconic. That was the word that you used. Here's how iconic those two guys were. And this is a topic that maybe we can do on this show here in the coming weeks. One night, we'll just take some calls and see what you think. Maybe you have one of these. Maybe you don't. But I've always had, or at least when I was growing up, I had something called a surrogate team. It wasn't my squad, but it was one that I always wanted to see do well. And so maybe you would call it like your second favorite team. Like maybe you have the Tennessee Vols, and maybe you also have like a national team that you kind of want to see do well. Like, oh, you know what? I don't really hate it when TCU wins. And it was because of Steve McNair and Eddie George that my surrogate team in the NFL as a Denver Broncos fan was was another AFC team. It was Tennessee. Like, obviously, if it was Tennessee-Denver, I wanted Denver to win. But outside of that, I kind of wanted to see Tennessee do well all the time. And with all due respect to everybody else on the team, and there were a lot of guys that I liked, even though I'm not from here. See, that's the thing. I'm coming to this from an outsider's perspective. I lived in the Carolinas during a lot of, pretty much all of their careers. And so I knew those guys watching them on television, and I, they so endeared themselves to me by how they handled their business on the field and how they didn't complain and whine, and they just went out there and kicked rear end and won football games. And just the atmosphere at the Delphia Coliseum that I used to watch on television the Tennessee Titans were my surrogate team. And if Denver wasn't involved, I wanted to see Tennessee do well. And it was because of 9-27. and 27. That's how iconic they were to somebody like me who wasn't even a part of the market until just a couple of years ago. Chad and Bowling Green's up next. Chad, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Good. I want to start off by saying go Tops. Yeah, amen. Go, go Tops. We need a good season this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was calling because I agree with most of the other callers that they're both on the cut of the Hall of Fame. But the retirement of the numbers is, in my opinion, five years past due. And the only logical next step is a statue of Steve outside of Nissan Stadium. 
I think I think it could happen. I really do, and I appreciate the call. And that's now back-to-back callers who've suggested a monument or some kind of statue to Steve, to to Eddie, and if anybody would deserve it at this point, that would be the one. And that would become one of those things everybody would want to take their picture with. So I don't think that these are falling on deaf ears. I also think that probably a lot of people have thought about these things as well. Let's go to Tyrekus in Nashville. Tyrekus, how are you? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Good, bro. Okay, so this this is this is a great question, man. I had to tune in. What's so crazy about this is that the football that we watching today, the football in this age, will tell you that they don't need, they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But the football from the '90s and the '80s will tell you that they do deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because the quarterbacks these days are throwing 50 touchdowns. Back in the back in the uh back in the '80s and the '90s, 25, 20 touchdowns was great. But when you see why uh, quarterbacks throwing over 5,000 yards, it's hard for you to go back and look at a player who didn't who didn't even do half of that. You know what I mean? Sure. Time to Times have actually changed, but um, when it comes to Eddie George, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm a diehard Titan fan, but I, I know, I know they shouldn't really go no farther than retiring their jerseys because I don't really, out of everybody in the, that we've seen play through our seasons and careers, I don't think they deserve. I ain't gonna lie to you. Well, I appreciate it. So you know what? I'm surprised. More, more people are saying no than yes, but all of them are saying they should be honored, and it's a good thing that the jerseys were retired. And that's not me taking away anything. I just wanted to ask the question. Where was your thoughts on whether or not either Steve or Eddie should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Let me read these stats again, and then I'll get to Brian's phone call. Hang on with me. Steve McNair, 31,304 passing yards, 174 touchdowns, 20 game-winning drives. That's just three behind Warren Moon's franchise record. 11 seasons with Tennessee, final two in Baltimore, was the 2005 Titans Walter Payton Award winner. The Steve McNair Foundation and all that he did in the community, we know we know. A lot of that. I know a lot of that, and I didn't even live here at all during that time frame. Four-time Pro Bowler, co-MVP of the NFL in 2003 with Peyton Manning, first black quarterback to to gain that honor. And then, of course, he was drafted in 95. Then in 96, the Titans grabbed Eddie George out of Ohio State with the 14 pick. 10,441 yards, over 1,000 more than Earl Campbell. 12,153 scrimmage yards. Didn't miss a game in 128 consecutive starts. Hit the 1,000-yard mark seven times in his career. Four-time Pro Bowler. Had 36 100-yard games in which the Titans were 30-6. and six. In 2000, over 1,500 yards, 16 touchdowns. They were 13-3. Hit 1,300 at least four times. And there are only six players in NFL history who played at least six seasons that averaged more rushing yards than Eddie George. Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Curtis Martin, LaDainian Tomlinson, and Emmett Smith. And only Tomlinson, Eric Dickerson, and Eddie George hit 1,200 or more in each of their first five seasons. These are remarkable numbers and two remarkable players. Brian in Hendersonville. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Uh, well, I'll say my uh, first Titans experience, I was always a college guy, and... Uh, I love the balls, and uh, but my very first NFL experience, my mom bought me and my brother tickets to the Super Bowl that the Titans and the Rams played in, and it, it was an unbelievable experience. And uh, both Steve, Eddie, Dyson, the Freak, everybody, watch that played so great. It was it, it, that that converted me, and I was a NFL and a college fan after that. So it's uh, I pay a lot of respect to both those guys. 
No doubt. I think that's what we've all been doing tonight. I really appreciate all of your phone calls. U.S. Open begins tomorrow at Pebble. According to betonline.ag, your top four, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods. Yeah, that would probably be my top four as well. I'll talk a little bit more golf tomorrow. We will certainly get prepared for game six of the NBA Finals, game seven tonight between the Blues and the Bruins. Everything's on the line for Lord Stanley's Cup. It's a good time in sports right now, and it's a great time in Nashville tonight as no one will again wear or ever again wear the number nine or the number 27 for this organization as Steve McNair and Eddie George, as iconic of figures as you will find in the history of Nashville sports, even if it goes you know, another thousand years, these two guys will still be legends. And a great move by the Titans, well-deserved, and just just awesome for us to be able to speak about this all day today. Global Golf Radio coming up next with Barney Allery. Stick around. He'll have you all set for the U.S. Open as well. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless all of you, and good night.